0: savile studios presents the savvy bell podcast a platform created for empowered women who seek to break the rules with creativity and innovation we're changing the world one woman at a time our mission is to bring you stories from the front lines of female leaders who are making waves in their fields we want you to be inspired by their stories learn new skills and grow as an individual. shine over us. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Savvy Bell podcast. I'm your host Noelle. It is my pleasure to be with you all this week and I hope to bring up some topics that maybe aren't discussed enough in um, business or entrepreneurship and I'm just going to be really vulnerable and honest with you all today. So um, I hope you're ready for it um, because here it comes. So <laughs> so in the past few months of my business, um, it has actually been really challenging and I almost quit. To be completely honest, I almost quit. And part of the reason for that is because over the past few months, I experienced a real shift in my business that I haven't experienced before, and I was just noticing that I was putting out more and more proposals to potential clients and was actually getting rejected and turned down for a majority of them, and that has been a bit unusual for me and my experience so far, which, again, has only been a year that I've been in business. But for the most part, my acceptance rate was about like, you know, 80%, something around there. And it just dropped completely within the past few months to about like 20 or 30%. And I was putting so much time and effort and care into all of my consultations and my proposals. And to just get rejected so often was really challenging. And I kind of came to this point where. I had to look at the financials of my business and my commitments and go, well, actually, can I afford to keep going like this? Um, Which is a really hard place to be in because you feel a little bit like you're drowning and you can't catch your breath and you're like, do I give up this venture or do I just keep doing the doggy paddle in the water and, like, struggling through it. And something that's really helped to keep me going in this season has been um, this thought that, you know, all of the people who have been successful in their businesses have probably faced more failures and rejection and challenges then they have experienced successes and it's only because they pushed through those really challenging times that they have been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and see the successes and if they would have given up then they wouldn't have had the joy of seeing the fruit of all their hard work and and you know the perseverance that they gained through those challenges and you know I've kind of (laughs) done a lot of thinking and reflecting um you know in myself and asking myself you know if I was to just quit Savile Studios altogether like that's okay and it's not a failure and that doesn't have to define me as a person but if I'm willing to persevere and push through the hard times, you know, I, I will see the fruit of that in the future, but if I give up now, I'll always wonder, you know, like, what could have been, or if only I had pushed through a little bit longer, or stuck it out, what would have come, and, um, Yeah, and that's something that I've just really been going back and forth about and asking myself. Um, Personally, I feel like I've just really experienced the effects of the recession and the economy in these past few months, and it's become a big factor in people's decision-making now, whereas I feel like before the economy was starting to struggle a bit more, people were a lot more comfortable making big financial decisions, um, especially after COVID because like everything started to open up again and people started to get more momentum in their businesses. But then once the economy has started to suffer, now all of a sudden everybody's pulling back a bit more. (laughs) And I've even had a few um, potential clients Say that they loved my proposal, they loved everything I had to offer and that they really wanted to work with me, but they want to wait a few months to get started because of, you know, financial reasons, which is totally fine and I completely respect that. But I was, like, so many times I was thinking in the back of my head, like, okay, yeah, that's fine. We'll chat in a few months. But, like, my business might not be around in a few months. You know, like, I really need your business now to keep going. And that's um, been a really hard place to sit in of, like, what am I meant to do? Um, and it really got me thinking and reflecting over the concept of rejection And, um, you know, because when you put yourself out there, um, whether it's a proposal or a relationship or, um, being vulnerable, you, you are opening yourself up for the opportunity for rejection or acceptance. So there's kind of the, the two sides of the coin there. And, um, It's a really scary thing to do, obviously, for anybody to put yourself out there, but the result of that is either going to be something of great joy or something of, like, great sadness and, yeah, rejection. Um, And so I've been thinking about this a lot, like, how much rejection can a human being actually handle? before it's just too much and they give up because that was kind of what I was experiencing, you know, rejection after rejection after rejection and going like, I don't know how much more I can take of this. Like, I don't know how many more times I can keep putting myself out there just to get rejected again. Um, And so I started to think about this concept of putting myself out there and being rejected in a different way. And I know some people um, handle rejection a lot better than maybe other people. And perhaps that is determined by (laughs) the amount of rejection you've faced in your life or um, maybe some other factors. Um, And I mean, I think a big part of facing rejection well is, you know, it kind of comes back down to your, um, self-care and your confidence and assurity in yourselves, in yourself. I don't know if assurity is a word, (laughs) your assuredness, um, in yourself. And, um, Yeah, so I think it just, like, all ends up coming back down to your own personal self-confidence um, and your own self-worth, and based on that, that's how well you'll handle rejection or not, um, but I did actually do a little bit of research in this area, and um, some interesting things that I learned about rejection is it actually comes down to your experience of being either accepted or rejected as, like, an infant or a child. Um, And it really comes down to your attachment that you had as a child. Um, And I've read a few different articles that were talking about how um, acceptance... um, is a survival instinct and that we as human beings desperately need other people to accept us. And, um, I mean, I'm just imagining, you know, cavemen days where, you know, you needed people to survive. You needed a community to survive and to be rejected by a community, um, basically meant that you were going to die and to be um you know sentenced to leave the community or um be banished or whatever um that basically meant you were going to die because you needed other people to survive and um and you know even when it comes down to um infants right they need um their mothers to care for them in order to survive. Um so that attachment that a mother and a child experience um is crucial to survival, right? Um and yeah, there is this sense that even as a child, um, you need to feel that attachment in order to thrive. Um, And sadly, so many children have experienced um, insane amounts of rejection. And that is very um, telling and determines their self-worth as a human being, even as I get older. Um, So as I was, you know, contemplating you know like why is it that some people handle rejection better than other people and I even thought back to my experiences growing up in the performing arts and um doing hundreds and hundreds of auditions all the time and I was probably rejected like 90 to 95 percent of the time um for shows or roles that I wanted um but it's very common in the industry, you know, that you just audition, 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 and if you're lucky, you will get cast in a role. Um, And a lot of um, actors and actresses, even who um, are famous movie stars and things like that now have talked about that experience and and just how mentally draining it is to constantly put yourself out there and try to put your best self forward only to be rejected over and over and over again um but I've kind of started this practice within myself I don't know how um correct this concept is from like a therapist or a psychologist standpoint but um I was just really feeling in myself you know like I keep putting myself out there just to get rejected and I feel like a piece of myself um just gets thrown away every time I do that and it feels like a wasted opportunity or a wasted you know effort that I've put in um to put myself out there um And I was just feeling like I was giving away more and more and more of myself for it just to all turn out to be a negative experience. And I was just thinking about, well, is there a way that I can actually mentally like reclaim those efforts, those opportunities where I've put myself out there and have been rejected and reclaim them and actually say, okay, thank you for your consideration and for whatever reason, you know, whatever fate or, I don't know, cosmic, um, yeah, for whatever reason, um, that wasn't meant to be. And just saying, like, thank you, I'm going to take that back and reclaim that piece of myself that I put out there for another person to critique and review and decide whether it was worthy enough for them and their cause. I'm going to take it back and, and give it back to myself, reclaim it and own it again and kind of think of it like, you know what, I offered this to that person, they rejected it and turned me down, but I am going to reclaim that energy reclaim that opportunity for myself and maybe down the road I can then give that energy or that that opportunity to someone else or put myself out there in another way that will result in something that is positive um and I always like to think of you know like when it comes to self-care and things like that like the whole metaphor of the cup and filling it up and you know you can you can't give if your cup isn't full um, so in a similar way when we're thinking about putting ourselves out there one I think we need to make sure we're caring for ourselves first and making sure we have that full cup so we actually do have um, an abundance to share out of but in saying that as well as you are giving over of that piece of yourself there needs to be that like refilling of that cup whether it is this kind of mental reclaiming of that or maybe you need to just refill back up with self-care and um affirmation of who you are and um, like rebuilding that self-worth and confidence Um, so in my research I did also find some really helpful tips um, about how to handle rejection Um, Healthline um, ironically had some really good suggestions they had 10 tips for um Dealing with rejection. And I thought they were really good. I won't obviously explain each one. But I will list them off here. And if you want to read more about it. You can. um, I'll link the article in the show notes below. Um, But here's their 10 tips for facing rejection. So step one is accept it. Two is validate your feelings. Three look for the lessons. Four know your worth. Five, have a backup. Six, narrow down the fear. Seven, face your fear. Eight, avoid negative self-talk. Nine, lean on your network. And ten, ask for help. So, I feel like these are all so good in so many ways, and I feel like you could actually apply this to a lot of different scenarios. Um, But let's just play this out in an example. So, For instance, say I, you know, submit a proposal that I've spent a lot of time on, it's a client that I'm really excited to work with and really hopeful and, you know, anticipating that financial commitment and income into my business would grant me some assurity in my own life and in the life of my business and there's just a lot of anticipation caught up within this proposal, right? So then, say after a few days, the client reviews it and they've decided to reject it. So, step one would be, okay, I am going to accept that you have rejected my proposal. <coughs> Sorry, my dog is barking like crazy in the background. <laughs> so distracting. Um, I don't know if there's any way I can get him to stop, but that's okay. Alright, so step one would be accepting the fact that they have rejected my proposal and that would probably be in the form of even just a physical email saying, thank you for your time, I appreciate your reviewing of my proposal, you know, let me know if I can help you again in the future. So there's that acceptance of that and I think there's a lot more to be said about the act of acceptance, but... We're just going to keep this simple for now. Um, So you're going to accept that rejection. And then as you're accepting it and you're feeling all those feelings of disappointment and anger, frustration, um, doubt, fear, um, validating those feelings. So I personally feel like some of the best ways that I can validate my feelings are to either write them down or communicate them to somebody and using the kind of phrasing of I feel this or I feel that making it, um, a, you know, first person present tense format. So I feel, so it's not past tense, um, just validating that I do feel this thing in the moment um yeah but I find like writing things down as well is really helpful um even just journaling can just help bring out those emotions that maybe you're not even aware that you have but they just start to bubble to the surface when you're you just start writing and journaling which is really helpful um and then you know I think kind of in the validating of your feelings, you do have to do a bit of a reflective process to start to bring those out, but then you kind of move on to that next step of looking for the lessons in the situation, you know, so um, looking at the scenario with a client and saying, okay, What could I have done better, which is also something I include a lot in that, like, acceptance email (laughs) that I was discussing, Um, you know, where I'll say, if you don't mind me asking, um, was there something missing? What could I have done better? Um, What were you looking for that you didn't find in this relationship? sometimes I feel like that actually helps me to accept it a lot more because if I can kind of understand where they're coming from, then I can kind of face it a little bit better and go, "Oh, okay, well, that actually, that makes sense. Um, and it could just, one, like bring more awareness to the situation in their perspective, but also um, help you when it comes to future proposals and, um, you know, being able to have that consideration in the future. Um, So yeah, looking for the lessons learned um, through that process. Sometimes um, lessons can be positive, they can be negative. Um, And I think it's valid to definitely identify both the positive and negatives. Like, I'm actually really proud of how I handled this client and you know this is what i learned about myself in the process you know but maybe i could have done this better so looking at both sides the positive and the negative but also not dwelling on maybe the negative and like giving yourself a hard time um the next point here is um step 4 is know your worth so I think for me, something that I come back to a lot in my business is, like, my mission and vision and my values, um, and I think another piece to that that's also really important is kind of, like, the history of your business and what you have achieved so far, and along with, you know, like, the mission and vision and all of that stuff. That history is kind of something that I I often need to repeat back to myself um, to remind myself like, you know, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is what I'm passionate about. These are the values I have in the way that I treat people and I'm really proud of that and look how far I've come um, and in kind of doing that, that helps you to just redefine your worth and... Um, I don't know just kind of find that grounding again back in in who you are and um, you know outside of the emotions of the situation that you find yourself in just like kind of bringing yourself back to your center and your purpose um, step five on this list is have a backup um, I think this one can be a little bit tricky in some ways. Like, I think it's kind of like the concept of, like, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Um, I think, you know, if you can have um, lots of irons in the fire, man, there's so many, like, metaphors, metaphors and stuff around this, but, like, if you have lots of irons in the fire, if one doesn't work out, you know, there is, like, hope that There are other opportunities or maybe better opportunities out there, and it doesn't feel so devastating. Um, So yeah, keeping that in mind, and especially if it's something that you um, maybe have a lot of expectation and hope built up around, like, I guess it's sort of a way that we like try to protect ourselves as human beings is to you know kind of tell ourselves oh well if this doesn't work out at least I have this or you know if this doesn't work out I can pursue this other thing I guess mentally we do that to kind of protect ourselves from the rejection but you know if you're feeling especially like eager and excited about an opportunity I think that's a Especially when you can make sure you have these, like, backup options to help, like, cushion your fall um, if it didn't go the way that you had wanted. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. I would love to hear your feedback on this one and how you maybe um, plan your little backup opportunities to um, support you if things didn't go your way. Um, the next step on this list is narrow down the fear. So, I think, oh my gosh, we could just have a whole episode on fear, but narrowing down the fear, I think, um, you know, you've kind of gone through half of this process, but narrowing down, like, what the fear is that is associated with this specific scenario of being rejected, um... Is it the fear of not having the income and the finances associated with that opportunity? Is it the embarrassment that you didn't get an opportunity that you think you should have? Um, like, what does the fear boil down to at the end of the day? Like, what is the core fear associated with this experience of rejection? Um... And then once you boil that all down, you actually look your fear in the eye and you face it. Um, And I think, again, it kind of comes back to that like validating of your feelings. I think sometimes just for me, like speaking what that fear is or writing it down Um, it actually, like, takes the power away from that fear in a really weird way. Like, (laughs) I feel like so many of the fears I've experienced, they only seem, like, big and bad and scary because I'm keeping them inside and I'm, like, I almost feel bad that I'm afraid of those things or that I fear those things, but actually speaking it out loud or writing it down and acknowledging it um is so powerful. And it kind of just actually makes that fear look a lot smaller than it feels internally. Um, And just facing it and going, okay, I'm actually afraid of not being able to provide for my family, which for me, that has been a big fear of mine these past few months. Um, And kind of boiling it down to those things and maybe why you have... I don't know, developed that fear, it just like, I don't know, there's this freedom of like being like, oh, okay, that's what I'm feeling, that's the fear that's driving me, let's face that, how, how can we combat that, Um, and as you're doing that, the next step is avoid negative self-talk, which, oh my gosh, this has been like a massive struggle for me, and I have not always struggled with like negative self talk. And typically, I'm pretty like positive about my self esteem and everything like that. But man, these past few months, I have literally felt like a failure. I have said all kinds of horrible stuff to myself. And um, yeah, I think that's a real um, tall tale. <laughs> telling sign that i've been struggling because my self talk man it has been horrendous and um even my husband like he's really noticed it and he's like don't say that about yourself and you know trying to reaffirm me with all these positive things uh, but yeah i think um that has really played a huge part in my experience of rejection recently um and just feeling probably like i'm not good enough and and our self talk really does all the work for you in tearing down or building up of your self esteem so um yeah i am not sure i have really found the best way to combat that and deal with negative self talk yet um but it's something i'm very aware of and A lot of it comes back down to reminding myself of what I have achieved and being proud of that. And, um, I don't know, personally, I really struggle to actually see all the positive things that I've achieved. And it's not until, like, I talk to somebody and they express their, um, you know, their excitement or um I guess it's probably more like their awe and wonder of what I've achieved that I actually like it sinks in like oh wow like that was actually really cool that I did that you know um I really struggle to see that kind of like on my own like I think I get so stuck in my own head and my own stuff that I just can't see myself the way that others might see me in in a positive way um so yeah that's something I'm really like working on in myself um and I think because I'm such like a high performing um motivated achiever I always want to be like 10 steps ahead of where I currently am and so like I really struggle to find that pride and contentment in the space that I currently am and um yeah so that's an interesting challenge um and then um step nine is lean into your network so lean into the people that love you and support you unconditionally and um and find those safe people who you can be vulnerable and honest with about all of these emotions and fears and feelings. Leaning into your network and allowing those who love you and support you to really lift you up in this time. And um, I think we can often look at needing people as a weakness. And it's in times like this where it's actually okay you know, to go to the people who really care about you and let their love and support carry you through these times. Um, and often, um, that's exactly what we need as human beings. We need community. We need that support to get back on our feet and, um, continuing on the journey that we are on. Um, so yeah community. is very important. <laughs> um, and then the last and final step is ask for help. Um, there's so many things I could probably say about asking for help, but I mean, when it comes to your mental health, I think no one should ever be afraid of asking for help. And, um, and usually it's that act of asking for help that ignites that change that you really need um at least that's been my experience you know when you're feeling so isolated and alone and you feel like you're drowning just asking for help is one of the hardest things to do but once you do it you feel like okay I can actually breathe because I've now asked for help and someone is here willing to help me um, and that, I don't know, I've just really seen that act be like that catalyst for moving forward. Um, and I think asking for help, you know, outside of the mental health space as well is really important, you know, whether... Um, if you're struggling financially, um, if you are maybe overwhelmed with your workload or needing advice and support, maybe you need a coach to help guide you and, um, help reaffirm your decisions, you know, um, I think there's just so many ways, um, yeah, that you can potentially reach out for support. Um, and I think that's a really great final step that they've kind of left us off on here. Um, and like financially too, like, you know, if you're struggling financially, you can ask for help to maybe manage your money a bit differently, or potentially there might be aid or support that you can have access to, um, but yeah, sometimes I think it's just asking for help and admitting, like, I'm actually struggling, <laughs> which I have fully done, especially in these past few months. And that's the honest truth. Um, and I just have thought about a lot recently, you know, as even as I'm driving around the town that I live and I'm looking at all these different shops and um other small businesses and I just wonder you know like are they struggling too you know or is it just me or are you know all these businesses struggling and I just think it's something that we don't talk about enough and I know you know it feels like if you say you're struggling or you even verbalize it you feel like a failure or um yeah, and it's, it's really, really tough because your business is essentially like an extension of you, and it's all your hard work and efforts and investments and everything, and for it to not be thriving, it just, it's feels so, I don't know, just it's just all consuming the kind of failure and fear that you feel. And I just think we don't talk about it enough. And, um, so yeah, if you're a small business out there, whether, you know, you're just starting out or you've been going for years and years, um, yeah, I just really encourage you to maybe practice some of these, um, steps, um, you know, of how to cope with rejection. And, and maybe you're not specifically encountering rejection per se, but I think, um, if you're going through a hard time and, um, you're reflecting on how you got in this situation and you're needing some support, you know, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to lean on other people and be vulnerable and be honest. And, um, I know it's not always easy, but I think we need people, we need support, we need community to really thrive. And I think that's the only way forward and the only way that we can truly push through these hard times and, um, you know, continue down this path. Um, Yeah, and I feel like if, if we don't do that, that's when we will just kind of like throw in the towel and give up. And, um, yeah, so let's talk about this stuff more. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but, um, (laughs) I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, please reach out to us on any of our social media channels at Savile Studios, um, or you can interact with us here on Anchor, um, or Spotify. Um, we have a few little, um, ways that you can connect, um, yeah, but I'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts about this topic. And, um, if you liked this episode, please let us know as well. Um, and we look forward to, um, our future episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Savvy Bell Podcast. I'm your host, Noelle Saville. We hope that you'll join us for our upcoming episodes released weekly on Wednesday night at 7pm New Zealand Standard Time. We hope you feel inspired to step into the light and ignite you sweet Savvy Bells.